Good afternoon. You're listening to KGPR Great Falls at 89.9 FM. And welcome to Electric City Currents. I'm your host, Matt Donnelly. And here in the studio with me is Gordon Johnson, who was a former conductor of the Great Falls Symphony and a member of the school board. Welcome. Hi, Matt. Nice to be here. And KGPR has now entered its 40th anniversary of being on the air and being a part of the listening community. And you have played quite a role in its foundation. Can you tell us on how that came to be? Well, Matt, I was living in Eugene, Oregon, finishing a doctoral degree in music, and was offered the position of music director of the Great Falls Symphony. And I was so excited and happy to have a a real conducting job. Packed up my car with all my belongings, and all my belongings fit in one car at that time. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And drove to Great Falls and started the job. And I wasn't here but a few days, and it came to my attention that there was no public radio in Great Falls, Montana. Oh, no. Oh, no, I was right. I was horrified. Honestly, I'm not over-exaggerating here, but I really thought... I might pack up the car and drive back to where I came from. Hmm. Uh, to live in a world without public radio. I came from St. Paul originally, and Minnesota mm-hmm. Public Radio was a stalwart uh, that in, in that uh, community. And in Eugene, where I was uh, doing the graduate work, again, they had very strong public radio. Hmm. And so to come here and have none, uh, it was a shock. It, it was a shock, and uh, I didn't adjust very well. I didn't know what to do, quite honestly. Hmm. It's like uh, going through that withdrawal, like we need something, like something is missing. Well, for me, uh, principally, um, I was accustomed to listening to the Metropolitan Opera on Saturday Saturday afternoons, and that used to be very, they don't do that anymore, but uh, for many decades they played uh, live from the Met on Saturday afternoons, and so... I was having serious withdrawal symptoms from not having my <laughs> my Metropolitan Opera fix on Saturdays. Mm. Um, so it, it was hard for a while. Mm. And what inspired you to establish KGPR here? Well, it was, it was fortuitous, indeed. Um, there was an attorney. He was an attorney for D.A. Davidson. His name was Bruce McKenzie. And uh, he, like me was uh, dismayed by the fact that we didn't have public radio here. Mm-hmm. And he found an opportunity to raise money um, for a matching grant that was available to us mm-hmm. that would bring it uh, the feed from Missoula to Great Falls. Wow. And so we formed a committee, and that committee was uh, comprised of Arlene Reichert, who we belovedly know as the Bridge Lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's still with us, uh, dear sweet person. Tom Kutinsky, uh he's a mover and a shaker. A woman uh, named Sydney Graham. Uh, she was a, a real uh, community activist and, and friend. Uh, Jack Stimfling, who was with the McLaughlin Research Institute, and myself. And we formed this committee for the purpose of raising the money. And I can't remember how much it was. It wouldn't sound like very much today, mm-hmm. Matt. I think it was like Ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars, you know, and so uh, if we raised that money, there was matching money, uh, and I think it was from a federal program 
that would enable us to buy the hardware, the equipment, to establish a studio here in Great Falls, mm-hmm. to have the rebroadcast from Missoula Public Radio, but also uh, enable us to have our own station, mm-hmm. much of like we're sitting in right now. Yeah, and uh, we've gone this far uh, with uh, public radio and everything, and this is uh, tremendous of how far we've gone. And uh, and I know it was, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was quite um a struggle trying to get everything together as far as funding and equipment and everything. Well, especially the, during the time. Yeah, we we worked, you know, pretty hard raising money. I think all of us had had some experience in raising money. Mm-hmm. It was certainly for a good cause. Um, it was interesting to me that there was a lot of confusion because these people uh, in Great Falls, not having had public radio, mm-hmm. their experience, if they did have experience with public radio came from when they lived in other cities mm-hmm. or went to school at U of M in Missoula. And so we had to do some explaining as to what public radio was. And mm-hmm. we, we'd get questions like, public radio, does that mean that anybody can listen to it? And, <laughs> and just really basic questions about what public radio is and what public radio does. And uh, just sort of get the word out that this is something that would enhance the community overall. Mm-hmm. And there's no question that it has over the 40 years that it's been in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. I mean, such a driving, I mean, the, pretty much the driving force of how to bring everybody together as far as uh, music and news and everything that, that, it, that it offers. Yeah, it, um, it really broadened our ability to communicate with our community what is here in mm-hmm. terms of offerings, you know, Great Falls Symphony, which I was associated with, community concerts, uh, library activities, city council meetings, uh, all mm-hmm. sorts of things that were um, covered in the Tribune at that time, by the way. A lot of these things were. Uh, when we had a newspaper, um, that's a whole nother segment, Matt. <laughs> 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 but, um, no, there was a real need, and uh, people realized that, and so we did raise the money. And I'm not sure about the technical radio nomenclature, but it, it wasn't a repeater station. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't the equipment for a repeater station, which is typically just satellites, right, and mm-hmm. towers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed more than that. In addition to that, we needed the, the board uh, and uh, the equipment to broadcast locally. So what we were raising money for was actually a step up. Mm -hmm. just having a repeater station, but having something that we could uh, broadcast from locally. Wow. And I can't imagine what it was like without public public radio, you know. It was just, um, I'm pretty sure it was kind of a bleak world. Like, uh, you know, like as I said before, there was something missing, but it seemed like Great Falls really needed this. Well, it did. Um, and there's always been very good commercial radio here, mm-hmm. and and those people, and I still work with the people in commercial radio, they're very good about offering PSAs about uh, events that are happening in our town. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the capacity, they have the capacity, but they don't have the ability, mm-hmm. uh, and I say that based on their financial needs, uh, to spend, you know, half an hour chatting like you and I are right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't come free either, does it? Mm-mm. No. Because it definitely, we definitely need uh, contributions and donations. That's right. That's right. People need to step up to the plate and uh, send a check or 
or Venmo or however they transfer money these days and and, and pay for uh, a lot of the programming. And that was one of the things that was uh, very uh, integral, too. You know, when we first proposed public radio, that was sort of at the height of Prairie Home Companion. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a big selling point. People wanted to hear Prairie Home Companion, Hmm. those people who had... (laughs) You know, experienced uh, Garrison Keillor's shows mm-hmm. on other markets, in other markets, that uh, they wanted to, that to be here locally. And that was broadcast on Saturday afternoon, I think at 5 or 6, mm-hmm. and was a great favorite. And uh, then later came Car Talk. That was another great favorite. Uh, and these, in addition to the news stories, like All Things Considered and and Morning Edition, were real key hooks to get people to make contributions so they could enjoy that programming mm-hmm. on a regular basis. But you know that these shows are the most expensive shows on public radio. I can't imagine, especially like royalties and what have you. But uh... They're very expensive. And uh, every so often uh, in the past we'd, had, we'd have to say, and not threat, but just report that if we didn't succeed in raising the money necessary, that we might have to cut out the expense of having car talk or prairie home. And that would get people to sit up straight in their chairs and write a check, and <laughs> mm-hmm. on we'd go. So, yeah, it's it's been an incredible 40 years. And, Matt, I'm personally very much in, in debt and gratitude for the station, for what they've mm-hmm. done for... Uh, music in our community. You know, mm-hmm. It's been so supportive. Um, you know, you were singing the song to uh, showcase a show I used to do here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Saturdays, and I'm flattered that you still remember the tune. And what it did was help the symphony. It was, it was sort of like a, well, we did, we did a preview, and then we did a playback, actually. Mm-hmm. And it really emphasized the importance uh, of the Great Falls Symphony in our community. So I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And the list can go on and on uh, as to what benefits uh, KGPR has offered mm-hmm. to our community and to those who are supporting very worthwhile events. And going back to when you first established, when you helped establish public radio, how did all of you um, form together as a team to talk about? what was really needed for Great Falls. That that was, um, the big issue was the local programming. Mm-hmm. It, it was huge because, um, as I said earlier, it wasn't just a transmitter. Mm-hmm. We weren't just rebroadcasting what was coming from Missoula. We had the capacity to do our own local programming. What would that look like? Mm-hmm. And that inspired a lot of conversation. And again, because it was new in concept, there was a lot of confusion associated with it. Mm-hmm. And how would you uh, develop programming that would be appropriate and consistent with uh, with the message of public radio? So that, that dominated a lot of our time, in addition to just pounding the payment and finding the money to get the matching grant. And you alluded to um, complications you know, and challenges along mm-hmm. the way. And, oh, boy, just getting the equipment was a big deal. There was uh, setbacks in getting the uh, equipment. And then when it arrives, you just don't plug it in. (laughs) (laughs) No. We had had, uh, a couple of engineers from Missoula come over and help us set it up. But uh, setting it up is one thing, but maintaining it. 
mm-hmm. and getting it uh, operational on a daily basis, well, you know that's another topic altogether. And then going, especially during the time when it first came out, I can imagine, like, what was the equipment like back then, especially compared to what we have now? Well, it's all in a landfill someplace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It would have been woefully antiquated compared to what we do today. I mean, today everything's digital. And, and uh, again, there's a learning curve all along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just think, Matt, how our world has changed over 40 years, too, because mm-hmm. um, there's a challenge to public radio now. It's clear and apparent. Um, at the time we started here in Great Falls, there was no such thing as serious XM radio. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as streaming. Yeah, or even Spotify or... Any of those yeah. things. Any of those things. So we didn't have any really concrete competition in that regard, particularly mm-hmm. in music, not so much in news, but in music. And now we have those things. Mm-hmm. And those things are by subscription. You know, whether it be XM radio, you pay X number of dollars per month. Uh, some of the things are free, but I think if you want the upper level of Spotify, you have a subscription as well. Mm-hmm. And so many of our f- uh, people out there listening today have these services and they're paying for that on a, on a monthly basis. How much are you paying? for XM Sirius Radio. My guess is going to be in excess of 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if one were to write a check for 20 times 12 to KGPR, that would make a significant difference to us. Mm-hmm. And not only would you get the music that you enjoy, but you'd also get local programming, and you'd get up to the date, up to the minute, mm-hmm. news broadcasts. Mm-hmm. And that definitely helps us bring us bring it together and, and make sure that it goes on for another 40 years. Well, I hope so. Um, again, uh, I think there's a lot that's provided to our community that people don't even recognize overtly. They may subliminally, but I mean... The what it offers to education, mm-hmm. uh, what it offers to us feeling like a community. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. You bet. <clears throat> I'm out in the community a lot, you know, with the school board, and I'm still associated with the symphony, and I'm in a rotary club where people talk about big brothers, big sisters, uh, programs of that nature. All of these things are so necessary in creating a cohesive functioning community and how do you learn about these things Mm -hmm. you learn about these things by listening to public radio talking to other people Mm -hmm. uh, making friends Mm -hmm. and what were some of the programs that they had back then uh, compared to what we have now i know that uh, i know you had your hand in broadcasting for years. Uh, can you share maybe a story about uh, your experiences with KGPR? Well, when we first started, we didn't have uh, somebody in the office or the studio in the same manner that you are on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was volunteers. And it was hard to find volunteers because, not that they didn't believe in the, the mission of the, of the uh, station, but it was a real tutorial to learn how to run the knobs <laughs> and the <laughs> dials you know mm-hmm. and that's a real uh, 
boy, a task in itself. So we had some people who would step up to the plate and do that, but they would do it as volunteers. Mm-hmm. So, again, most of our programming came from Missoula, which is just fine, mm-hmm. which is just fine. I mean, there's no point in paying two fees for Prairie Home or, wait, wait, don't tell me, mm-hmm. you know, one fee for that, you know, KUFM pays, and we have participate in that payment as well. Um, suffices for both audiences to get that programming. But at one point in time, we were getting on Monday nights the Missoula City Council meeting. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the phones were ringing off the hook. How can you fix that? How can you <laughs> fix that? And eventually we did. We found somebody who could come in and do a local show. So that, uh, not that we don't care what's going on in Missoula, but we sort of really don't care. Anyway, no, we do. <laughs> um, so we had to find uh, people. And then eventually find the funding to have somebody that comes in here and work on an hourly basis and and uh, make sure that the local programming does happen. In fact, you and I are sitting here today, and that's a prime example of what uh, has been accomplished during those 40 years, and it's absolutely integral mm-hmm. to the success of uh, KGPR here in Great Falls. And I remember all the times that you would host... Uh, showcase a great fall symphony digest that would come on on saturday afternoons promoting the symphony and i know that uh, that was fun to do as it's well. fun to do i loved it and um i think our audience needs to know too that people like myself that come in and do programs we're doing this as volunteers mm-hmm. and uh why do we do it because we believe in it one and two we just flat out have a good time doing it mm-hmm and, uh, you know, it's sort of like teaching for every hour that you stand in front of a class, you probably spend an hour and a half or two hours preparing. Mm-hmm. And that was the same case with uh, getting a show put together. You had to uh, find the music. And we have a pretty good library here, but in a lot of cases I had to find the music. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't online then. I had to find records or I had to find <laughs> CDs, no. you know. And uh, and then write the script and uh, and then make it presentable so that uh, the people listening at home would have a good experience. And how has this become a vital part to the community? Well, I think uh, I think beyond entertainment, I, I, th- I think uh, the ability to inform. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, from the national programs, like Morning Edition and all things considered, um, First thing I do when I get up in the morning is I pour myself a cup of coffee and I sit down all sleepy and I read uh, the Great Falls Trib online and that takes about four sips of coffee then that's done. <laughs> and then uh, I read the New York Times online. Uh, that's much more in-depth. But where you really get the in-depth uh, news that you want is uh, from public radio. And uh, it just, I, I don't think there's anything available to us citizens mm-hmm. that surpasses that. Um, one of the great dangers in our society uh, now is um, streaming and the Internet. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has its advantages. Of course, we all recognize that. But I think in terms of uh, accessing news and information, it's a, it's a, it's a wasteland. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so, how do you how do you fill that void that need? You listen to all things considered. You listen. In, you listen to Morning Edition. And plus, with public radio in general, I mean, we have like such not only a variety of 
news, but also music as well. Like where else can you hear like wonderful classical music and exciting jazz or even world music or even music, even ragtime? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, music programs are interesting. And I, I say this because I've been involved my whole life and such. But whenever you have a program, whether it be a jazz program or a classical program or a popular program, it really reflects um, the host, who the host is and what what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've often said that uh, to my board of directors when I worked with the symphony. I said, you know, what you're getting is, is the Gordon show. I mean, th- this is music that really resonates with me, and I'm sharing mm-hmm. it with you because I oh, yeah. think it's really important, and I think it conveys this particular message. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if you're bored with that, and if you don't like it, then... Um, you sort of have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You have to get a new mm-hmm. music director. <laughs> That's the way that works. But no, a program really reflects the attitudes and tastes of whoever the, whoever the host is. Mm-hmm. And also, where else can you find uh, music that could be heard off a turntable as well, too? Because not very often, I know radio stations used to have that, but we're like one of the very few, if not the only radio station in town that still uses turntables. I just want to give a visual description to our listening audience. If you've never been to the studio here at um, MSU College of Technology, um, it's tucked away here, and you walk in, and it's two small rooms basically (laughs) one room has a desk and thousands upon thousands of compact discs hundreds and hundreds of lps (laughs) even some 78s yeah (laughs) there's a lot of resource here most of it antiquated but still it's here and then i'm here in the smaller room with matt with the actual equipment this digital equipment by which uh, with which we're recording And that's another point, Matt, is all of this equipment needs to be upgraded on a regular basis, too. And that all takes Mm -hmm. money as well. Exactly. And what are some ways to help keep KGPR afloat? Well, we have to be generous. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize its value and and place the appropriate uh, importance of it in our lives in terms of dollars and cents. And so I personally am in tending to write a check during this fun drive, and I encourage all my friends out there listening to do the same. Excellent. And like I said, you, since you've played such a key role in making in establishing this, I mean, this has become quite... Um, quite a feat actually with uh, with us being we're making making it this far i wouldn't want anybody to have my experience of moving to great falls and discovering that it isn't here yeah <laughs> its importance to our community cannot be overstated and um, again yeah it's been here 40 years now and i certainly hope as do you matt that mm-hmm. Uh, there's 40 years more um, of this quality broadcasting here in our community. And hopefully someday uh, one 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 uh, program could be broadcasted by your great-great-great-grandchild or something, <laughs> or yeah, Gordon Johnson V. <laughs> we'll see about that. But there's plenty of talent out there. There's plenty of talent out there that can share their, their passion for... Uh, for news, for reporting, for music, whatever makes them tick, and come on in here and share that passion with the community.
And do you have any closing thoughts for today? I would just say that um, you're going to be hearing time and time again, uh, call, make a contribution. There'll be certain pleas as to why and how. But the old the old moniker we used to say, I don't know if they still say this, um, use this, but they say, um, pledge now, pledge often. Is that correct? Something to that extent. Something to that extent. Extent. So, my closing uh, comments, Matt, are: are uh, please do consider public radio, uh, KGPR, Great Falls Public Radio. Any money you send in, by the way, mm-hmm. to public radio during this drive, with a five zero five nine four zero etc. zip code comes yep. to this station. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case? Yep. Mm-hmm. Still the case. So it comes right here to Great Falls. Whatever you send in during the public radio drive, that contribution comes to this local station. And that's something that's very important for you to know. And a conclusion, Matt, you and I have been friends and been working behind the mic for many years. It's been my pleasure, and I hope we continue continue to have this relationship. You bet. And it's been we have such a great rapport, and and mostly I love talking music with you mostly. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that at some point in the future. Thank you, Matt. And thank you for helping KGPR become a vital service to, K, uh, to Great Falls, pretty much. It's been my pleasure. Once again, I'm Matt Donnelly, and this has been Electric City Currents, and I was here in the studio with Gordon Johnson, actually I should say conductor emeritus of the Great Falls Symphony and also a board member for the Great Falls Public Schools. Thanks for coming again. My pleasure. And this is KGPR Great Falls at 89.9 FM.